you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the all-new Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the all-new 2022 Nissan Frontier. With standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-foot of torque. Our first reading is from Paul's letter to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you considers yourself wise in this age, let him become a fool, so as to become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in the eyes of God. For it is written, God catches the wise in their own ruses. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are vain. So let no one boast about human beings, for everything belongs to you, Paul, or Apollos, or Cephas, or the world, or life, or death, or the present, or the future. All belong to you, and you belong to Christ, the Son of God. The word of the Lord. To the Lord belongs the earth and all that fills it. To the Lord belongs the earth and all that fills it. The Lord's are the earth and fullness, the world and those who dwell in it. For he founded upon the seas and established it among the rivers. To the Lord belongs the earth and all that fills it. Who can ascend the mountain of the Lord? Who can stand in his holy place? He whose hands are sinless, whose heart is clean, who desires not what is vain. To the Lord belongs the earth and all that fills it. He shall receive a blessing from the Lord, a reward for God his Savior. Such is the race that seeks for him and seeks the face of the God of Jacob. To the Lord belongs the earth and all that fills it. Alleluia, 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 alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. Come after me, says the Lord, and I will make you fishers of men. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon replied, Master, we have been hard at it all night and have caught nothing. But at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. 
They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of, uh, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish that he had made seized him and all who were with him. Likewise, James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, he left everything and followed Jesus. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Got this wire here. I just want to make sure my chinny chin chin don't doesn't affect it. So hold on one second. Okay. Okay. Say Gregory the Great. It's appropriate to talk about him in our homily and apply the scriptures to him, uh, but also the Pope that's in office now, Pope Francis. As I mentioned the other day, he recently declared that this period from early October into the Feast of St. Francis is going to be a, a period in Rome, and he, he hopes around the world, um, of reflection on creation. Uh, and of course, you know, he issued his Laudata Si encyclical a few years ago, talking about the role that we have with creation and how we should praise the Lord through creation and respect it. The responsorial psalm today sort of captures that. To the Lord belongs the earth and all that fills it. And then it goes on to acclaim the mountains, the waters, the air, and so on. So as we reflect on Pope Francis's um, patron, Francis of Assisi, and Pope Francis's own ministry, especially during his reign as Pope, we look to another Pope today, Gregory. Gregory was, a, was born in Sicily, so he's basically Sicilian. His father had some estates in Sicily, and he was very well educated. Came to Rome young and became a deacon. He was also called to the monastic life. He's a very bright guy. He went to the monastery, and he went to, back to the monasteries that he had founded in Sicily. Eventually became, became what they called a deacon of Rome. He, he focused on trying to send God's word out beyond the shores of, of Italy. Eventually, he sought to send more evangelists to England. So he is a patron of the English church as well. And there the church grew and built a great, a great heritage. As Pope, he, uh, then eventually he comes back to Rome and by public they call it Vox Populi, by public acclaim, and the bishops in the area, he was made pope. It was before the idea of the consistory and, and so on. This is 6th century. Well, actually, it was 6th century when he became pope. He died in the 600s, 7th century, a few years later. He was a reformer. We attribute Gregorian chant to him, but he didn't get involved with that. He, he got involved with reforming the liturgy. He wanted to make what we do here more applicable and reachable to the public. Now, you and I may not realize on a daily basis that we weren't always celebrating Mass in a church or an environment like this at an altar. 
as you know, it began in the catacombs, the early Christians, then went to homes, domestic churches, and then little by little, when Constantine declared Christianity the, the state religion, he turned a lot of the basilicas, which were large courthouses, into churches. That's why we still have that, that artistic style, that architectural style of the long central nave and the apse. And what happened when it was a basilica, the judge would sit in the apse, and because of the acoustics, people throughout the basilica, the courthouse, would hear him. So when Christianity was able to worship above ground, we kept that model for a long time. We still have it in many churches. Our own St. Patrick's here in, in the city is also a basilica style, of course, Gothic in um, architecture. So we're not here to talk about architecture. We're talking about liturgy, and we're talking about the Pope's influence, how he loved the liturgy. He dedicated a lot of his work and his readings to developing the liturgy so you and I could feel comfortable. There's no wall between us. Through the years, in some countries, huge walls, iconostasis, were built from the sanctuary, separating the people from, from the sanctuary. That eventually stopped, and we know it some places still exists in the East, where Gregory was very, very popular because he worked there for a few years. And then eventually, and what you know and I know during our lifetime, the walls came down and Vatican II made it more accessible for all of us to be proclaiming the word in liturgy. The word liturgy means work of the people. So it went back to its roots that we together, now during the pandemic, and you know my feelings on that, um, you're separated again from the, the sanctuary because of the virus. I look forward to the day when one of you again comes here and reads the liturgy of the word and, and distributes communion as Eucharistic ministers, as we have done through the development of the liturgy. So a lot of that is, is to the credit of St. Gregory the Great, and you can read up on him to, to get more about his, his life and his, and his ministry. But the focus of today's gospel goes to an early pope, the earliest pope. He wasn't pope then, he, they didn't call him pope, he was probably papa, father of the church, and that was Simon, whose name became Peter, Cephas, rock of the church. And his, his early ministry, very reflective of Gregory, was, was humble. Gregory calls himself the servant of the servants of God. And, and Peter never had any grandiose ideas. He, he was kind of humble. He was a big mouth and a, and a loud mouth, uh, but humble, okay, in, in some ways. His humility comes across today in the gospel very simply. Jesus preaching, he notices the boats of Simon and, and his associates, and he basically probably asked, he probably didn't sit in the boat, but he asked to sit in the boat so they pull a little out of shore where his voice could reach a larger number of people who are following him. In the course of that, people have had their lesson. Jesus is sitting with his friends, the, the newly found friends, and says to them, and you heard it very simply, why don't you, why don't you go cast your net into the sea? Now, Jesus is a preacher. He's a peripatetic. He's a preacher who walks and talks. Simon is a fisherman. So of the two of them, to tell you the truth, I would follow Simon in his direction to fish. 
not Jesus. Okay, now, of course, Jesus is God, so he knows all things, so we're not going to debate that piece. But as people in the first century listening to Simon and Jesus, I would have followed Simon. So Simon says, hey, we've been doing this all night. Okay, I know you're a preacher. Uh, he calls him Lord, you know. He recognizes his, not Lord God, not yet, but he recognizes his, um, his educational authority. His, his, he's a rabbi, he's a teacher. So they go out, and what happens? They catch so many fish that the boat and the nets are sinking and overflowing. And what does Peter do? Instead of saying, see, I'm a good fisherman, he thanks Jesus, he falls to his knees and thanks Jesus and asks him, because he recognizes holiness, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. Jesus doesn't buy into that. Jesus challenges them even further. From now on, you'll be catching people. The word translated as, as man, but people. Omnibus. And he becomes our first pope, our first rock of the church. So as we commemorate Gregory, we look at the humility of, of a man like Peter, who was tough, he's a tough guy, who died for Christ. Gregory did not die as a martyr. He died old age. He was he was Pope around 16 years uh, into 604. But his influence comes from Peter and of course Christ. And his influence is passed on to and we have our own Francis today. And what Francis is doing in the world is bringing us back to Christ simply through, through common means loving the poor, reaching out to the immigrant, helping us to understand God's power in creation. I, you, you can't get anything more simple than, than looking outside and seeing grass and trees and here we see the river. There's nothing more simple. But Francis wants us to use that visual to realize that they're gifts from God. And our job is to respect them. Our job is to keep them clean. Our job is to, with clean cleanliness, share clean water with the poor. Our job is to reach out beyond our own little boats, you might say, like Peter, because our task is to fish, to go out into the world to our brothers and sisters. We're gathered here today, and my constant prayer during the COVID is that these seats get filled up and the other seats and storage come out so we can once again worship at the Lord's table. The liturgy is our work, our way of getting close to God. So when we go out there in the world, we bring God's presence through his love and through our evangelization. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, 
By providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too. And with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus. Made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat our confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500.